like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. And if you like what you're hearing, you can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month down at patreon.com slash witchpolice. There's all kinds of bonus content, uh, advanced access to interviews, and tons of fun stuff for people who support the show. And I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who has decided to put their hard-earned money towards Witch Police Radio. It means a lot. Uh, I'm really glad people like the show enough that they're willing to, you know, basically leave a tip in the guitar case, as it were. And I especially want to shout out uh, the two newest patrons. And those are Living Through Extinction and Taylor Stevenson, both of whom uh, recently signed up for the Patreon and have access to all this cool stuff now. So, again, that's patreon.com slash witchpolice. Thanks again. Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a band that, you know, should have been on the show probably more recently, but it's been like a ridiculous amount of time. I think it's been like five or six years now uh, since we did an episode with a version of Clippling. So I, I think that, um, first of all, it's cool to see that you're back doing shows. I mean, at, uh, I, I think when I saw you guys pop up on social media and it was like, oh, we have a show coming up. It was like, oh, I didn't even know you were still actively a band. And I think part of that was because of the pandemic and because it was sort of hard to know for that two-year period, you know, who was still active <laughs> or whether bands even existed anymore or whatever. So uh, I think the best way to start this off uh, before we get too deep into it is if the four of you want to introduce yourselves and what you do in the band, and then listeners can put a name to the voice. So I think, uh, you know, based on how I'm seeing the picture here, uh, starting with Steve will make sense. He's at the left uh, from what I can see. So we'll go from there. Yeah, man. I think we've met each other before, but Maybe. to all the listeners, I'm the bass player of uh, Grandma's Navy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, yeah, or no, I'm the bass player here in Clipwing. I've been uh, kicking around for a while, and I do some vocals, but not all. There you go. I guess the same, the same applies to me. I do some vocals, and and not all of them. I'm Marty. <laughs> I'm Dylan. I play drums and do some backup vocals, but not all of them. But not and all I'm Rand, and I uh, play guitar. Right on. So I, I think that like maybe the. Uh, did you play all the guitars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I think the best way to sort of uh, frame this is, I mean, I'm so sick of talking about the pandemic, and I'm sure you guys are too. Everyone's sick of talking about it, but it has affected like the last couple of years of everyone's lives, especially doing something creative that that is you know heavily reliant on live performances. So, what has this whole two year period been like for you guys, just in, in terms of trying to be a band and trying to you know even have uh, the ability to get together, work on songs, rehearse, any of that stuff? Um. Well, I think that like the best the best part of being a band, like you mentioned, that like people are like, oh, are they still a band? Is that you don't need to do a lot. We just kept doing what we were doing. <laughs> um, 
so we, yeah, we like, we've, we've, we've been writing constantly and like, you know, between life changes and band changes and then the pandemic and whatever, we've had things in the works, but it kind of like, we just sort of kept doing what we were doing. So there was a good chunk of time where we couldn't rehearse. Um, uh, and then otherwise we just kind of kept up. So we've got, we've been writing like crazy and, um, and rehearsing and that's pretty much it. So we're, we're, we've got a record ready to go. Um, and that's kind of what we've been doing. Cool. Was there a point where the band was, was over for a while or were you just sort of, uh, under the radar and working on stuff? Uh, yeah, mostly just working on stuff. Like we never, uh, we never really went away. I guess at a certain point we sort of stopped booking headlining shows for ourselves locally. Like we've done, you know, we've done a, a certain amount of touring and, and stuff like that. And when it came to like local shows, we were basically like, uh, if there were gigs that people asked us to play, we would, we would usually say yes and did some opening slots and stuff like that. But we just weren't booking our own kind of headlining shows because it didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, after a certain amount of time. Uh, and so that's kind of why we seemed like we weren't around as much, I guess. So has this new material you're working on, like you said, you have a new record that's in the works. Is this stuff that's been kind of uh, happening over the past few years? Is it, is it like something you've been working on basically since the last uh, record came out, which was a few years ago now? Yeah, the, so the last thing we did was in uh, 2017, we put out a two song EP called Dirty Lights and Wet Streets. Um, and then, yeah, since then we had, we had demoed a bunch of stuff, like, uh, enough for maybe an EP. We had a, like lots of other bits and bobs kicking around. And then since Dylan has joined the band roughly two years ago. Yeah. I, I joined the band maybe two years ago, but I, I was doing some little, uh, fill in spots with them. Cause they had a few shows, like for example, uh, I believe it was Tony's, uh, uh, from, uh, Tony Stockyards. Like it was his last show with the band. And, uh, I think because Clipwing played their first show, they tried, they brought Clipwing back for their last show. And, uh, so I feel I was filling in for a few shows around that time. And then, uh, finally, uh, I like joined as a permanent member. So like, yeah, I was around then. Yeah. So since, since Dylan's been in the band, we've written stuff with him as well. So, okay. uh, and then, well, I mean, just today we were kicking up stuff. Like some, some of the new songs have, are riffs that we wrote seven or eight years ago, and some of them are things that we wrote a week ago. Um, so it's it's a healthy dose of both. Cool. cool. Yeah, definitely nice to have the extra energy that Dill brings to it too, and like being him being a great songwriter as it is, like it's just adding to what we do, and it's nice. He's like, significantly younger than the rest of us. <laughs> Point twenty two years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nice. It definitely like adds more to the tank, you know. Was he the obvious choice for you guys too? Like, I mean, when you when you were looking for a new drummer. Yeah. So um, uh, he doesn't like to admit it, but I I asked Dill to join Clipwing before Clipwing was a thing, and I think he said, "Get fucked, I hate you." <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Man, I just asked you to join a band, and you said stop fucking talking to me." <laughs> And so uh, then he like he played Danger Cat. He did the distances thing, and when that all fizzled out, it was they were like very mediocre bands. (laughs) Um, And so once that petered out, finally he was like, "Hey guys, can I join Clipwing?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. You're gonna have to you know shape up a little bit." Uh, And so six six months of like drum lessons, and we we took him on (laughs) drum lessons. Nice. Well, I wow! The Axel Rose response. If I I, remember, that's a great answer. Yeah, yeah. You're shitting on like half the scene. Yeah, I, I mean, buckled down and the, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this thing. The, gonna... the, tr- the true part legitimately is I did ask Dylan to join the band, but he was in Danger Cat yeah. already and he was... And Danger so. Cat rules. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Then I, I guess, Dylan, maybe for you, a question for you then is like what... Um, 
I assume that you, you obviously you know these guys before before joining the band, and yep. I mean, there's this kind of tight knit scene of all these bands that you're all in a million bands and you shift members and everything all the time. But what is um what was this band to you like? What what did you like about Clipwing? Why did you feel like you would uh, want to actually play in this band? I mean, you know, I know you know these assholes, but <laughs> what was the uh, the appeal for you? I guess of of what do you think you could bring to the to their sound? I have the same question. Why would you want to play? <laughs> I well, wondering this Clip, Clipwing, uh, Clipwing, if I'm being honest, like, you know, Clipwing was my favorite, like, active local band. Like, when these guys started to come out and we were releasing songs and they were, they were my favorite band. Like, the, in in the local scene, like, I, I loved their music and uh, it just had a good vibe to it. So, I, I you know, it's it wasn't, I don't know, I just, I always found Clipwing to, have to be in that, like, happy medium of, like, it's not super fast, but it's also not super slow. It's like this, really nice pocket of of um of rhythm and what they have and it just it's it it allows them to be very melodic and marty has that uh it has that skill of writing really melodic stuff and melodies and whatnot right so hearing them for as many years as i did i've always been a huge fan and then join the band it's it was really cool like i was uh, i was really happy to join and for them to even consider me so cool
what what does um what does the new stuff sound like? I mean, it sounds like Clipwing, obviously, but ha- have things changed over the years? I mean, you said your last release was what 2017. Like that's that's a while ago now. Um, what should people expect, I guess, sonically from this new record um, that maybe they wouldn't have heard on some of the previous stuff? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I guess it. You know, it's not really a departure from other stuff because if we look at our, our track record, we've really released two, e- three EPs. So we've got 11 songs out in the world, <laughs> um, which is not a lot considering we've been a band for, for 10 years kind of thing. So the the stuff, it, it's basically we've we've really like continued to find and hone our sound, I think. Like I, I always think of this to the, ba- the bands that I love are, you know, well, there's lots of bands I love, but like uh, if you think of like Flatliners and Menzingers and like to a lesser extent, like the Swellers and stuff. These are bands that you can kind of identify. If you hear a song, you like know it's them right away. And so that's kind of what I feel like we finally landed on with Clipwing, where it's like, if you hear these songs, they're not going to sound homogenous, but they're going to like, you're going to, you're going to pick up our melodies. You're going to feel like the, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 uh, it's just, it's what you've come to expect, but like, you know, new and fresh and, um, and a little bit more refined and a little bit more mature um dylan definitely brings a lot of like yeah settling into like more the stuff the stuff we like like there's you know steve and i especially come from a background of skate punk and and really fast shit and the goal from clipping out of the gate was to like kind of buck that expectation of us and the older we get the more we settle into like we just want to make music that like is like that feels good and we don't give a shit if it's fast or it's technical or whatever so a lot of emotion a lot of feeling and and hopefully a lot of good songwriting yeah, I think the good word is like emotional and I think also like mature. I think, uh, I don't know, like, you know, things have happened to us, whether it be like any any aspect of life like that you go through. But it just like it just seems like the songs are more mature as an outsider, like from hearing what I heard before as a fan kind of thing. And then hearing these new songs, I think the, the songwriting has matured in like in the best sense of the word. And vocally too, I think like Dill brings a lot to the game vocally as well. So I think that we're going to see a lot more on this new record, um, a lot more cool things going on, like whether they're really subtle or right up front. It's fatter and older. <clears throat> that too. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from that. Yeah. No. yeah. Sounds time. beefier, time. <laughs> but not necessarily real beef. You know? <laughs> right, right. Of course, of course. It's <laughs> Veggie beefier. <laughs> um, what you said a few minutes ago about about kind of just wanting to do you know the stuff that you like. Are you in a better position now, just in terms of where you are in your lives and where you are in terms of playing music and the experiences you've already had with other bands and with this band, to be able to just do that and just say you know fuck it, we're just going to do a record that we want to do rather than having to you know fit into any kind of category or play a style that you think people want to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a. Uh there's a lot of freedom in like, you know, having been past your, your first couple of bands and like, not that we're not trying to make it, but like we're, we're beyond giving a shit about what anybody else thinks. Like this is something that we do for ourselves. And we're obviously hugely appreciative if people enjoy it, like you want to share it with the world, but um, there's something super freeing about that. So we like, we just, we just get to write whatever we feel like and whatever we think is good for us. So having come this far, in our career as a band like you just kind of get to yeah just be be yourself and like not we're like we don't have we don't have a label to answer to we don't have we don't have anybody and like there's there's certain expectations like you know when you go into shows or you release music you, you oftentimes you're like okay well what do the fans want what whatever and it's like as much as we we take that into consideration 
we get to just be like, we, we don't, we don't fucking care. Actually, we'll just, we'll just do whatever we, we we do this because we really love it. And I think that that's that's a thing that like, that's also what we love about the bands that we love is that like you know I just want you I just want you to do you. You know what I mean? Like I don't need you to placate me or or, or pander to me or whatever. So we just kind of write what we like and and we get to put it out there. And there's something super liberating about that because yeah, with when no one else is helping you, you don't have anybody else to answer to. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think like the like the new songs. Uh, specifically because I, I since joined the band like i don't know it just seems like the songs are very organic and they're just kind of happening you know uh marty or randy uh yeah. and or Steve, it doesn't whoever like brings a, a certain thing to the to the band uh to practice and like you know we're pretty open with each other like we you know we've known each other for for years now like off and on like whether in the scene or whatever it is <clears throat> and i think like jams happen and if we bring something to the table we'll work with it and if it doesn't work out we'll kind of like throw it to the side for now and like we'll try and work on something else and it's like it whatever we just we play something during jam and then we just roll with it for a while and they're like oh that sounded cool like i don't know what that was but it was like an organic little jam session that we did for two and a half minutes and you know with technology now we can record stuff and make sure Sure. we remember this type of thing and you know i think it like i said coming back to it all happens organically like it just we, we write something and it, we see what happens with it. And if we like it, we keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something to be said to like Marty, you were saying the other day about best bands don't break up. I'm not saying we're the best band by any means, but I mean, there's something to be said for just sticking it out, you know, and seeing that wave come back, seeing some of those people that you might've seen at the beginning, come back around or, you know, or they pass it on to someone else. Mm-hmm. Just jumping off something you just said there, is there, are there identifiably, I mean, for the listener, not you guys, you guys can clearly tell the difference, I'm sure, but is there like a, something that's obviously a Marty song or obviously a Randy song or obviously, you know, when you guys bring songs into the the jam, does it eventually just come fully formed by the end of it as a clip wing kind of all encompassing song or are there distinct um, distinctnesses that you recognize and that you think listeners might be able to pick out in terms of who brought a song to the table or who was the main writer on something? Uh, I don't think so. I think your vocal carries it, Marty, like really, whatever yeah, you do a lot of writing, obviously, but like if the if the chorus is pushed or you hear me refer to myself as an asshole, it's definitely my song. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a light like <laughs> uh, as much as I hate to admit it, like I have a lexicon like everybody else, and like I, I'll use uh, I'll use Rise Against as an example because they're easy, easy, uh, an easy target, which maybe nobody has thought of in a while. But like there's things that like like I said that like are identifiable for bands, and like there's words in Rise Against's dictionary, which is like bricks, smoke, uh, angels. like angels. Yeah. Like, like that, like that kind of shit. And like, like usually I'm, I'm a lot of like, there's a lot of self deprecating stuff in what I write. And so that to me is like what kind of sticks out. But I mean, um, you know, R- Randy's written a, uh, a couple of tunes that we're, we're still working on, but like for the most part, I'm usually bringing, mostly whole songs and then the guys help me largely with arrangements which is like um you know steve was throwing a couple lyrics at me like all the guys will usually contribute or whatever but like for the most part i'm i guess i'm writing the the bones and the structure and the the lyrics and stuff like that so yeah i would say like you know like the skeleton's already there but then we kind of like we we add all the you know all the organs and all the all like everything else to that body of music that marty will bring and you know we'll we'll think of a different transition or like try instead of doing the verse like this do it like this and then yeah. you know we all kind of throw in an input and then we're like yeah that sounds cool like let's go let's run, run with that so yeah yeah I, I think but it's 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 good to have 
someone like Marty who's a great songwriter and he brings something to the table and we can all work with it and we're all talented, uh, talented enough where we can add our own two cents to it and make it something new and exciting. Cool. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Steve, or was that just a, yeah? Uh... Oh, I was say, I, I see, I, 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 Randy's not saying much right now, I know, and he often sometimes doesn't say as much, but this Randy's This like, is what he's like most of the like, time. Like, we all, we all <laughs> yeah. met as, like, songwriters, like, punk songwriters. I think we kind of yeah. had our own things already going on, like, a long time before this, so it's kind of just a matter of bringing those all together, and that's why it made so much to, sense to have Dylan in the band with everything he's done with Danger Cat and Distances and all the writing that he's done. Randy with Doc Brown, like we played years ago, you know that Sam too, and like we've all been around Marty as well. So it's just like finally bringing four songwriters together is something that you don't often get, and that's why I think we're in a really cool spot right now. Cool.
have you had a chance to play live yet since uh, the pandemic has been, well, it's still on, but since things have opened up a little bit? Twice. Once? Yeah, twice. twice. Yeah. Brew. Once in December, right? December and then. <laughs> uh, Brewbanger got missed. And then. Yeah, we opened for Mobi. We played with Mobina Galore. Oh, and... December 14th. Yeah, we played yeah, in December. Right. And then. And then. We pretty much shut down. One other one. Uh, so we uh, and we have what if, I don't know if it counts, but we played what we considered to be the last show of the pandemic. Yeah, March Pre- March thirteenth, March March thirteenth. We like we literally we it's when things were like ramping up, and it was Death Cassettes CD release, oh, Atomic yeah. Order, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and like basically like uh, yeah, some some of the bands had to drop decided to drop off because things were getting crazy, and we were like, oh, we don't really know yet, whatever. <laughs> and then we played, and then I think that Monday the lockdown came into play, so we. We really made it count at the last minute, um, and then I think we've only played yeah the one time since. And then we've got the show coming up with uh, Wilhelm Scream on June seventh. Is going to be our our next one. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm thinking that we had another one, but yeah, I, I remember the December fourteenth one. But then I thought that we had a Rippers. Ripper. Was that the Mobito one? We have. See, this is the problem yeah. with age too. Is that the Plus, memory goes? We had planned a giant event. Rippers like, you know, the Sam, the Brew Banger, with, and the Brew Banger Bobino, didn't right? happen. And that was Mobino Rippers and us. I don't know. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. This is a wash, yeah. man. I don't know. If you check our MySpace page. <laughs> well, what I was getting at there with it, with that question is, is I mean, what do you think that, that playing a live show is going to look like now? It's been a while for everyone. I mean, for people going to shows, they're still sort of starting to strictly, uh, trickle back in. I mean, I haven't been to a show since the Propaganda shows, um, which was now a while ago, right? Um, how do you feel about playing a show now? I mean, do you, it's going to be different, I think. There's going to be some of the same vibe for sure, but people are still a little nervous. Some bands are still nervous. I know a lot of people have, uh, you know, postponed shows e- even now. What What are you feeling about getting back out there? Um, I mean, I I, th- I think we're like we're gonna we're gonna plow forward. Like the I was I was at those same propaganda shows and it was wild because that was like really when things had just reopened and the, those places were just packed yeah. and it was like super nerve wracking and yeah. kind of weird and like it's terrifying. Uh, an odd vibe and then most more recently i i just went to like comeback kid and cancer bats at uh at the albert uh, actually um and then i know people that went uh to the one at the park theater and we've been to some other gigs at the park theater i just went to metal fest um and i don't know i think people are like it there's just there's so much fatigue with the lack we've had like this is such a thing this is like a lifeblood for so many people like ourselves included like we you know, we just talked about that as like, despite, you know, yeah, you get older and you go to less shows, but like we we're all cut from the same cloth here. And we like, you know, we'd go Thursday, Friday, Saturday to three different gigs in the city. And so to go from that to literally nothing, yeah. no matter what age you are, or what you got going on in your life was like, it was debilitating in a sense. And so I think, I think people are already just ready to go, you know, and like the, like, I don't know. The The reality of COVID is it's here and whatever. I mean, like, we don't need to get into the specifics of that, but I think most people over it is not the right word, but they're willing to accept the risks and they're moving forward. And they're just like, you know, life has to resume as normal, or we're just going to be stuck in this for a very, very long time. So um, from a band perspective, it's like, we're not being flippant about it and we still want to be safe. And so we're going to, we're going to, you know, exercise caution, but otherwise, I mean, the show will go on the same way that it has, and we're going to do our absolute best. It it totally takes a toll too, like on ourselves, I think not being able to have that avenue to play music. I know how much it just completely crushed me personally, not being able to meet with the guys. And like, it's not the same passing demos 
along online. Obviously, I think a lot of people feel that way, but uh, I'm I'm I am happy about the progress we made during that time. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely yeah. For so sure. I yeah, think we, we used the time well. Yeah. I got way I better. I got better at drinking over the pandemic. I think a lot of people did. We all got better at some things. <laughs> what are the details of the show coming up? Because this will come out before that. So uh, it's, it's, I guess, the first big show for you guys back now that things are opening up, right? Uh, June, so June 7th, Park Theater. Uh, us, Wilhelm Scream, Brendan Kelly. Brendan Kelly, yeah. Brendan Kelly, Make War, Lawrence Arms. Uh, Make War, who is... Okay, so uh, I, I did not know. I don't know, if, Sam, if you've listened to Make War. Um <laughs> Um, so it, go check them out. They're a new fat records band. Um, and they sound suspiciously like us. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I felt like. Like it's yeah. weird. It's weird to hear another band and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is, like, it's, yeah. like, like it's, uh, it definitely feels like it's up our alley, which is great. Um, it's also a little intimidating because you're like, are they better than us? We've been doing this wrong. Uh, but no, it's, it's, uh, the, the bill fits together nicely. And a Wilhelm scream is, uh, like that's, you know, I saw them at Warp Tour when I was 19 years old. Yeah, uh, I, I fucking love that band, and yeah, we've like High Five Drive. We opened for them in in Austria, and we've we've toured with them a little bit, and we played with them in Winnipeg years ago. So they're uh, you know they're buddies, and we're we're super excited for it. And their new record is fantastic. So it's cool. going to be all be burping through my fucking answers. It's all good. Uh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, do you have an idea of when your next record's going to come out? Is that still to be determined, or is that uh, kind of chugging along with a date in mind? Uh, so I'd, I'd like to try to get it done this year. Um, we have a lot of songs. Uh, it's about getting like, uh, just getting organized and getting it down. Like, like, you know, so many things pop up and then this was like a show we couldn't say no to. And so you kind of shift gears and everybody like, we don't, you know, we don't have three days a week to, uh, to, um, to devote to the band, unfortunately. So we just, you know, uh, we shift into like, okay, we're going to get prepped. We want to get tight for the show. So we're doing that. And then, then we're going to be right back on the writing train. So going to try to push forward a little bit and uh and get it done before the end of the year but the idea is to um i think record it and then shop it around for a while and see if we can get some people on board and and then just put it out in whatever capacity we can cool 30 p.m Okay, bye bye. You can't out the Oh
People have not heard you before, or even if they have and they want to, you know, see what you're up to now. What's the best way to find you guys online, both for listening to the music you already have out and finding out about upcoming shows and things like that? Uh, sweet spot's probably going to be Instagram. That's the place we live. We do not have a TikTok. We're probably not going to get one. Facebook is slowly dying a terrible death. Thank God. Um, so Instagram, Dylan, Dylan's on top of the Insta, and it, it stays relatively updated. So anything, anything of value will be on there. Uh, we have a Bandcamp if you. Like to do that, we're on every streaming service, of course, but Bandcamp pays more. So, if you want to go there, uh, have a look. We've got lots of vinyl and shit left too. We can mail you that if you want. Awesome, very cool. cool. Oh, I was gonna say, not only that, we have a number of side gigs that we've maintained during this pandemic. One being Outdoor Hockey League, right over here, Dill with his with the brand new vinyl channel on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Plug that. It's called it's at the brand new vinyl channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vital vinyl. <laughs> that that vital vinyl, that yeah. That vital vinyl. So, you can check find out Randy at hockeyleague.com. Marty's been doing <laughs> Find Marty at pornhub.com. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Look smart oh, no. right over here. He's been working with Mobina Galore and tons of awesome, awesome other videos. So, like, cool. I mean, we can keep that real. Yeah. Yeah. And steve has been brewing beer for Barnhammer. Oh, Steve was got an OnlyFans. I'm just where he just slinging beers, beers. <laughs> the bros. That's it. Yeah, that's so about it. Steve was got Steve's side add, hustles. Add we beers have. and butts. OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <beers. laughs> 
Yeah.